time for bookmarks. And today we have comedian, actor and writer Donna Brookbanks. Kia ora, Donna. Kia ora. It's so nice to see you. It's so good to see you. Uh, you're one of the founding members of the hugely successful improv and comedy show Snort, which has been running at Auckland Basement Theatre for many years. You are also, or she, I'm talking about you in third person even though we've already <laughs> said yes. Um, it, Donna's also a two-time nominee for the Billy T Award, has appeared on Three Days, Seven Days, Funny Girls and The Breaker Upperers. You also may have heard her lots on Nine to Noon, the Friday comedy yeah, slot. Yeah, with Radar. Yeah. Yes, but you're with me in studio today. Because um, are we celebrating the oh, – we're not celebrating, but it's the end of Snort, isn't it? It is, as we know it, yeah. So it'll be 10 years in September, which is bonkers. 10 – yeah, 10 years. It really shows your, shows your age. What is Snort, for those who aren't too familiar with it? So Snort is an improv show that runs at the Basement Theatre, like you said, in the middle of um, the city in Auckland. And it uh, features a rotating cast of some pretty spectacular comedians, if I may say so myself, um, including like Guy Montgomery, Chris Parker, Tom Sainsbury, Kura Forrester. Yeah, we've got a really amazing um, cast. And it started back in 2013, and it has become like a late-night cult kind of classic that we're constantly selling out and are constantly surprised by. <laughs> I know, because wasn't it – isn't there some sort of story like Basement Theatre was saying, oh, I don't know if you should have it every Friday or, or something, and then you – it's just gone beyond all your imaginations. Yeah, yeah. so it, was, it started as like a, a fr- every Friday night for a month. We were just going to try it. We're going to try a different format every Friday, and then – I remember the first night we sold out and we were standing backstage like looking in at the audience from the wings being like, who are these people? Where did you come from? Like, Why are you here? And it just kept going. When we talk about improvised comedy, is mm. that when you yell out to the audience, you say, someone give me an animal, someone give me a that sort of thing. <laughs> give me a word, give me a word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of, yeah, except ours is less theatre sportsy and more kind of a long form style that was invented by the Upright Citizens Brigade who came out of New York and um, it basically we get monologists come in quite often like what's a monologist yeah so other um, comedians come in and they get a word we get a word from the audience for them and then those comedians have to or whoever they are um, have to riff on that word for a couple of minutes and then we all create scenes based on those monologues Ah, so is, I mean, yeah, you said it's not like theatre sports, but it does have... As in, like, not, like, short games, like, um, World's Worst and, like, Space Jump and that sort of thing, yeah. Which is awesome and has a place, Um, but this is just a more sort of modern format, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned some big names have come out of the show, Guy Montgomery, Thomas Sainsbury, Rose Matafeo as well. Mm -hmm. You have had sort of the last show. Uh, It must have felt quite bittersweet. Well, it was our last kind of big show, I guess, for now um, in Rangatira Centre, um, sorry, um, theatre in at Q Theatre mm. um, as part of the Comedy Fest, which um, <laughs> sold out, which is bonkers as well because it's, I don't know, 400 people, I think. But, um, it's been 10 years, Donna. It's been 10 years. Yes. What about people? Love about? It. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we are continuing our weekly shows through to the end of the year before the basement. And. Um, annual Christmas show happens every year. So we are continuing up until that point, which will probably be sort of late November. So there's still a chance.
Okay. Donna Brookbanks is in studio. Um, we've got news headlines soon, but I want to try and fit in one of your songs before that. And you've picked a song kind of with your name. Yeah. Donna Darling. Who Who's this band? So the Swan Sisters are a duo made up of Amy Grace and Amidia Grinnell um, from Christchurch, Otatahi. And um, Amy wrote me this song as a kind of like a little, it's like the best gift I've ever been given. So, um, hang on, it's not that you've picked the song, but nah. the song is actually written about you. Yeah. And oh. so I'm kind of known in Amy's like group as Donna Darling to her daughter and eventually her son when he is old enough. I'll be Donna Darling. <laughs> I hope forever. <laughs> and she's just a dear, dear friend and decided to write this for you. Yeah, very dear friend. Oh, this is the Swan Sisters, Donna Darling. Oh, when I miss you, I just think of little things like ice creams and sunbeams. Dance around the kitchen, spilling wine and knocking into benchtops laughing. My heart sings Donna, Donna, darling, darling, please Won't you sit yourself beside me And on the days you're feeling low I want to teleport and hug you Tap dance my small shoes And make you apple pie Like it's a cooking show delight Cause when it's us too can be brave fools Donna, Donna, darling, darling, please Won't you sit yourself beside me song chosen by Donna, Donna Brookbanks, <laughs> but actually is written about Donna Brookbanks as well. The song is called Donna Darling, and it's by the Swan Sisters. This is RNZ Afternoons with me, Charlotte Ryan, in for Jessie Mulligan, and joining us today, comedian, actor, and writer Donna Brookbanks uh, for Bookmarks. Um, Donna, we talk about your books, we talk about you being a comedian, but first... Uh, I understand you didn't actually realise you wanted to be a comedian when you first started started out in life. <laughs> that is true. I always wanted to be an actor, a very serious actor, um, like Judy Dench. Sorry, excuse me, Dame Judy Dench. Oh, my God. She might be listening. What am I like? <laughs> um, oh, my God, I wish. Uh, yeah, I really wanted to be a serious actor, but I couldn't cry on cue, which is funny because I cry all the time. Um, so... Uh, I was at acting school in New York when I kind of realised, oh, like comedies maybe a little bit more fun. Yeah. And um, and Hang on, you went all the way to New York <laughs> to, to go to acting yeah. school to discover that yeah. acting wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it was still worth it. Of course. <laughs> you discovered your love for comedy. Comedy acting, yeah. What was, the, what was the school that you went to over in New York and would you recommend it? Oh, my gosh. It was insane. It was amazing. Um, it was called the Neighbourhood Playhouse School of the Theatre, which is the home of the Meisner acting kind of technique, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of based on the Strasbourg sort of all that um, sort of method, but less method in that if I was playing um, a killer, for example, mm. I wouldn't go out and kill someone to know what the, you know, if you're taking the method to the absolute extreme, <laughs> I wouldn't go out and kill someone to know what it feels like. I would imagine um, you know, what that would feel like and use, like, my imagination. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. Thanks for clarifying. I have that. not killed anyone. Good, good, good. Um, but even the funny, I mean, you are funny. Even that example you've just given us, it's quite quirky. <laughs> we don't usually talk about that on the radio. No, I'm know. so sorry. No, but, um, and then where did you go from that point? Did you finish acting school? Yes, so I finished acting school. I met one of my best friends, Shoshana McCallum, over there, randomly, who is a New Zealander, who um, is an amazing writer, who wrote um, Inside with Morgana O'Reilly and won a Grammy. A Grammy. I do that every time, an Emmy, lol, um, for it. Um, and we came back together to Auckland and um, kind of had to start again, I guess, you know, when you change cities and countries and you have to like build your life up again. Um, and then... Yeah, I ended up in Christchurch doing a play in 2013, which is how I met Amy Straker, Amy Grace. and um, Who wrote that song before that we Who wrote played. that song before. Um, and, yeah, while I was there, I um, did some workshops and shows with the Jesters, which, are the court, which is the court um, resident improv group, who've been going for years. And I started thinking how there was like nothing like that in Auckland. And Kathleen Burns down there put me in touch with Eli Matthewson, who's another comedian, and Eddie Dever, who is very funny, but I would, you know, he's not a comedian by trade. Um, and we got together and created Snort, essentially, which is the improv show, which led me into comedy via Eli Matthewson, pretty much forcing me on stage to do stand up. <laughs> so even so, you moved back to New Zealand and you did do an acting gig in Christchurch, yeah, but then still distracted by comedy, yeah, yes. It was one of those, I don't know, one of those situations where you're like, it's my big break, <laughs> you know, and then um, more kind of, uh, as my parents uh, want to do, and very rightly so, we're like, let's be reasonable, Donna, what else can you do to get money in? <laughs> and so we kind of started talking about this um, improv troupe as maybe kind of like another way to, you know, pay the rent slash um, broaden, you know, your contacts and all that sort of stuff and... Turns out I didn't pay my rent, but um, it did, did, did have some fun. Yes, great, great fun. <laughs> yeah. It's so pretty, pretty crazy because I remember when you did that show at the comedy festival, you posted a photo of you all, and it, it's a pretty, it is a who's who of um, New Zealand comedy. You know, it's the, pretty amazing because when we started, you know, ten years ago, we kind of weren't really a who's who. I mean, some no, of us were on the way, you know. Yeah. But Guy had just moved up from Christchurch, and was just, you know, starting out on the Auckland scene in comedy. And, you know, Rose and Eli were working on You Live, which was this random TV show on TVNZ, I think. Yes. And um, and Laura Daniel, obviously, you know, they'd all kind of finished drama school a few years earlier and were like, what can we do? 
Let's have some fun. Oh my gosh, and you did indeed. Yeah. Let's talk about some of your book choices because we're a list where this is bookmarks. And uh, um, uh, 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 Brookmarks. Oh, Brookmarks. Yeah. See, comedy. Charlie, Charlie the producer <laughs> came up with it. I can't steal it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. So one of your favourite books. So you've got a couple actually. Are you a big reader? I like to think I am. Yeah. But I am not. I'm not anymore. I would like to get back into reading because I do love it. But I just get distracted by the TV. Someone, yes, I get that. Mm. Someone actually described it to me like, um, like sort of flexing a muscle, or you know, yes. you've got to sort of let yourself get back into it, and then you get back into it. It's like you know, going for your first run after you haven't done it for a long time. I don't know what that's like. Sorry, but um, <laughs> yeah. So your favourite book choices, um, Amy Poehler, comedian. See, um, she was part of Upright Citizens Brigade. Which um, was the, was New, York. the New, New York format of um, snort that we kind of stole. Um, Amy Poehler, you might know from Parks and Recreation. Um, the blonde comedian. The blonde comedian. She's married to Will Arnett. Oh my God, power couple. Not anymore, but anyway, RIP. Uh, and she's just quirky as anything and um, plays this great character on Parks and Rec, Leslie Nope, the mayor of. Um, not the mayor, what do you call it? What? Country Park Ranger or something? Yes. Yeah. That's it, thank you. Um, and chaos ensuing, pretty much in this like very kind of normal situation. Um, and, and so what's just, the book she's about? such an inspo. It's called Yes, Please, which um, is kind of a play on uh, Yes And, I think, from Improv Rules, where you always like Yes And someone, you always accept an offer. Ah. You know, if someone gives you an offer, you're like, Yes, and this. Um, so I think it's kind of to do with that. But it's also like, Yes, Please, pick me. I, wanna, I want the jobs. And um, it's kind of about her life and about Parks and Rec and tips on improv and it's all written in her kind of funny conversational style and I just look up to her so much I think she's so cool and Tina Fey who wrote Bossy Pants as well that's a really good autobiography as well biography uh, autobiography. yes I got um autobiography I got Tina Fey's book actually at the op shop a couple of weeks ago because oh, I was like I need to read I love this woman I need to yeah. find what so do you get in, you got inspiration from Amy Poller's book yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um I was just talking to Pratik out the front and on reception about it. And I was like, I have to go back and read this because it's so good. It's yeah. so good. At, so full of good life tips and being a woman and comedy and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Another book that you love is by John Irving. Mm-hmm. Irvine? Uh, Irving. Irving. Yes. Yes. He wrote The Cider House Rules as well, if you know that book. It was a movie with, I want to say Tobey Maguire, mm. but I won't in case I'm wrong. Your pickers, though. My my pickers, sorry. The World According to Garp, which is... I've suddenly realised, Charlotte, that um, a couple of the books that I've picked for you are very black comedies. <laughs> They're very, like, uh, kind of that Kiwi humour, I guess. We're like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but ooh, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's about a guy, a boy who is born unconventionally, shall we say, to his feminist mother and to kind of his life growing up and becoming an adult. And it's just like... Things that happen to him that are pretty kind of bleak and funny. Written much life like yes, life like like oh my god, just life, had a stroke. Life like life, like life. Um, do you read books or listen to books? Oh, not a very good listener, me. Um, so I I prefer to read because mm. uh, I get um, my brain takes over a bit if I'm listening. So. And I, I feel like, I, yeah, I just have to sit down and listen if I'm going to listen to a book. And I just don't have that focus or control. 
Because you've voiced a few audiobooks, haven't you? A few, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by yeah. that? How many? How many? Uh, quite a few, yeah. I work for uh, Blind Low Vision NZ, which is formerly the Blind Foundation, um, recording books and magazines for their members to listen to um, as part of their library. So I've been doing that for 10 years as well this year. Amazing. Yeah. So you might read out the latest women's magazine, like articles in it for... for Literally the- finished the Women's Weekly today, yeah, so... And then on to the Gardener magazine. I do a lot of the uh, young adult or kids' books. I think because they have a very young voice. <laughs> and I'm very young. <laughs> that is incredible. Which is really fun, yeah. Have you also done a kids' cartoon as well? I've done two kids' cartoons with Muck Putty animation. Um, the first one was To Mickey Space. I played a princess. Um, and the second one is one that's just come out called Night Eyes, where I play a skink who is part of a... One of those supernatural um, shows where they, like, try and find ghosts. You know, like a reality TV. It's, like, behind the scenes of this reality TV show where this group of misfits try to find ghosts and supernatural things, and it's real fun. It's, like, my favourite thing to do. Yeah, voice acting. Is yeah. that what we call it? Yeah. 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 And when you are given sort of this role as a princess... Mm. Do you create a voice for that character or do you audition or do they or do they pick you because they know your voice? Um, I probably, because I harass them, I think, because <laughs> I've been a fan of them ever since Mark Putty were doing um, a 48-hour film fest. They do like a cartoon in like 48 hours, which I just thought was amazing. And their sense of humour is very silly, which is pretty on brand for me. And so um, I kind of was like, I really want to be on one of your cartoons, please give me a job on one of your cartoons. And eventually they were like, oh, my God, give her a job. And so, um, yeah, the the part, the princess, I think, oh, I hope I don't get this wrong, my mum in that was played by Alison Quigan. But um, so she was kind of like a, um, kind of like the queen, um, Queen Elizabeth, like yeah. that kind of voice. And so I sort of took that in a way and just made it younger and a little bit more brattier, I guess, so that same sort of English accent, and then yeah, yeah. And is it hard work? No, because <laughs> <laughs> you're reading. Yeah, but and I'm being cheeky in the yeah, studio. Yeah, and you find yourself being. I obviously can't show because it's radio, but um, you find yourself doing such weird like facial expressions and like hand movements and stuff with it. But that's all that helps with the character. So, oh my gosh, love it. Um, let's. Pick, uh, play one of your song picks, and you've chosen a song by the Little River Band. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. What's, yeah. what's the inspiration? Um, Little River Band, I can still picture the tape, the cassette tape we had of Little River Band um, as a family, and we'd always play it on um, road trips from Auckland to Waikanae to see my grandparents or anywhere we were going. And so it really, I just, I love listening to Little River Band because it makes me think of my childhood and my mum and dad in the front seat and... Yeah, just a happy time. Oh, let's listen. This is Helpers on the Way.
don't you forget who'll take care of you. It don't matter what you do. Moment you wait, let him sing melody. band on RNZ National Help is on the way is chosen by comedian, actor and writer Donna Brookbanks who's in for uh, bookmarks <laughs> <laughs> I read that you're also a wedding celebrant Oh I am, yeah What's your style as a wedding celebrant? Do you take it quite serious or do you crack jokes? I definitely take it seriously Yeah, Wedding is a serious business mm. but um, I think the people that choose me for their weddings are aware that I'm kind of, you know I always listen to the couple, obviously, and what they want. But um, generally, it's sort of fun, relaxed, um, um, cool vibe. So you're pro weddings? Would you get married? I'd love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> and what about this? Is an interesting question because of a previous experience I've had at a wedding. But what do you, as the celebrant, wear? Because apparently, it's quite a big deal that the celebrant shouldn't wear bright clothing. Oh, yeah. I generally go with white, with a veil. Um, <laughs> uh, I always ask the bride generally or, you know, the grooms if they're – anyway, um, what their colour scheme is and what each party is wearing and try and, and say to them, like, do you have any colours you want me to wear or not wear? Because, mm. yeah, it is important. You don't want to be like – Because you're in lots of the photos. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just um, – with a little brag, I just married Laura, Daniel, and Joe. Jo- Actually, I've all the people I think that have got married in the snort. I have married, <laughs> so so Laura, Laura and Joey, and they got married just at Christmas time yeah, down and in New Year's at Queen in Queenstown, Queenstown. And on, just on Nadia Long's farm, and uh, Chris Parker and Michael McCabe. I was their like legal celebrant. 
Um, and they got married in Auckland at the Evendale Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Good goss knowledge. Yeah, I'm down. Um, and Nick Sampson and Alice Harbon as well. Have they got married? Yeah. Cute, eh? Yes. Oh, so if anyone wants to hire you and they're listening, have you got a website or do you just do friends? No, no. Uh, I'm on um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I need to set up kind of an Instagram celebrant page, I guess. But um, on Facebook, I am um, Donna Brookbanks at Donna Brookbanks Weddings. Mm. I'm so bad at self promo You've actually got a weddings email. No, uh, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's still quite official. Thank you. Um, let's play another song now. And this has no relation to weddings at all. But it's Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies. Uh, why did you pick this one? I love Fleetwood Mac so much. They are probably my favourite band, and I just think Stevie Nicks is the coolest woman in the world, and and obviously Christina as well. But um, yeah, I wish I could have seen them live. Live. Oh, that was. That's so the thing. Life. Like, I just feel like all these bands that I love, like Tina Turner. I love Tina Turner. I would have loved to see her live. I saw her live when I was about, I don't know, Mum. How old was I? Eight. Yes, probably. Yeah. 1992? Maybe? Yeah. So a little bit older than eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let's turn it up. Um, this is the song that Donna sings when she's in the shower or the car. It's Fleetwood Mac. I told you that in private. Little Lies. <laughs>
Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies on RNZ Afternoons. Donna Brookbanks is picking all the songs. And uh, that was a uh, not a Stevie song. It was a Christine, Christine song. Fee song. Yeah, mm. which we were just saying how cool she is. She's so, so special. Yeah. Um, hey, now tell me, one of your favourite plays is called Parallel Lives. And is that right? Yes. And it's here? <laughs> I brought it. Oh, you me. brought it. It's actually a it's, yeah, Parallel Lives. I've got the copy. I didn't yeah. Um it's by Mo Gaffney and Kathy Najimi, who you might know from Hocus Pocus. Catherine Najimi. Kathy Najimi, sorry. Yes. Um but this play is made up of it's these two women that just play a whole lot of different characters across like the entire play. Like um, and m- myself and my friend Shosh wrote a play called Looking at Southern Clouds, which was sort of in a way based on this, where we played lots of different characters in small town New Zealand. Um, and so this play that I have that, that I bought in New York um, is kind of a real, I look at it and I go, oh, this started a, a big friendship and um, a lot of fun times with me and Shosh and, and writing as well, because that kind of made me want to, Right, characters and stuff. Oh, that's so good. Now, uh, one of your talents is that um, you're in an up-and-coming production at the Court Theatre in Christchurch. Yes. And uh, a beautiful thing is that this connects, or this is 10 years from that first show that you did down in Christchurch yeah. as well. Tell me about uh, the Appleton Ladies Potato Race, <laughs> which is the show that you're featuring in. Yes. So it's um, in August, slash the start of September, and I'm going down in July to start rehearsal. I'm so excited. It's an all-female cast um, set in small town Australia, um, and uh, one of the characters, myself, comes back from a um, breakup, and um, their annual potato race that they do in this small town, she finds out that the um, the men win one thousand dollars for their prize money, but the women only win two hundred dollars for their prize money, and so she's like, "This isn't right, obvi," and it's about how she kind of isolates herself by having these points of views but also like gains friends and it's a comedy it's very funny I've read the script it's it's so good I can't wait to get started on it so yeah I'm real excited that'll be so special being at the court theater for such a long time yeah. good innings um and this time of year or winter it'll be beautiful too um Donna Thank you so much for coming in and doing bookmarks. Um, I feel like I've hardly got through any of the stuff. Movie picks, Wayne's World. Love Wayne's World, my favourite. I've got it on DVD. Not that I have anything to play it on. <laughs> what do we do with our DVDs now? Actually, I don't some, know. No. I don't know. Um, some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot, favourite. Yeah, all kind of movies that inspired my comedy, love of comedy, I guess. Silliness. Um, Let's go out on your final song, and it's by Katy Perry. <laughs> Why does Raw resonate with you? The shame. When I used to walk to Snort from the car every night, I'd get very nervous about um, doing improv on stage and kind of being the producer and co-founder of the show. And so I used to play the song on my headphones to pump myself up and get me in the mood and tell me I can do bloody anything. You can and you have. Oh. Donna Brookbanks, thank you so much for coming on. This is Katie Perry, Roar.